Should the Dallas Cowboys make a trade to save the 2023 season? All that more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we get like this extra day because the yeah. Cowboys don't play until Monday. We're going to do our game preview uh, Monday afternoon, so make sure that you, you are on the lookout for that. But today I want to talk about kind of the rest of the season for the Cowboys. The trade deadline is coming up, and I want to know from you, do you think the Cowboys should make a trade to try to improve their chances for the 2023 season? You know, it's funny. The, the impetus of this kind of conversation came from uh, Jerry's uh, radio hit this morning on 105.3. And it, it sounded like, you know, from all reports that he seems very committed to the season and that he's all in for this season. Um, and so we're, we're going to talk about this, but I think that to kind of preface this all up front, I don't know that this is necessarily a great idea. Uh, I, I think that, you know, there are trades that are going to be available. And we'll talk about a couple that, that could be done. Uh, and I wouldn't be opposed to the trades necessarily, uh, uh, you know, on face value. But my, I question whether or not this is a team that's close enough to reach in for all year. You know, I, I think that's what was so upsetting about the game in San Francisco is that it, it kind of was the measuring stick game. And, and frankly, like... <laughs> It left a lot to be desired. So, so, you know, the idea of trading for someone to try to kind of salvage the season, uh, I think, you know, as far as like going all in would require a pretty big trade, I would imagine, in order to kind of actually have an effect. Uh, and so I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant because I don't know that this team is necessarily in striking distance of where it needs to be that one trade is going to make a difference. Having said all that, <laughs> there are definitely positions that that, that they can improve in, in, through the yeah. trade and, and make you know kind of incremental uh, 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 you know differences, especially considering some of the injury stuff that's happened. Uh, obviously, linebacker is a spot that they just signed somebody that maybe they could improve. Uh, there's just you know cornerback, wide receiver, maybe uh, you know I think that there's spots that they could look at for sure and, and and maybe trade some day three stuff to try to get you know a little incrementally better to to, to just get to the rest of the season. I have mixed feelings when it comes to this one because on one hand, we're talking about a week five loss. Like there's still just so much football sure. left to be played. And you're right, like the game was absolutely terrible. I I actually think if they if they lose this weekend and it's not particularly close, then I will probably be all in on your side. But at the same time, like these teams across the NFL are gonna look dramatically different by the time we get to January, whether it's players improving or like we've seen in the NFL, just a rash of injuries so far. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be one of the top three contenders in one of the conferences that just completely falls off due to injuries. Like this happens yeah. all the time. 
I also look at a team like the 49ers from last year. I think the 49ers were two and three through the first five games last year. They got absolutely destroyed by Kansas City. I think it was in week six. I mean, blown off the field in San Francisco. They went on to make the Christian McCaffrey trade. Then they never lost another regular season game the rest of the way. So I'm not advocating that the Cowboys go out and trade for an expensive running back or anything like that. But I am saying like things can change pretty quickly in the NFL. I I do think that the difference there is that, you know, a lot more teams are willing to trade their superstar running back than let's say, you know, the other kind of superstar player you might need to get to. That's the point. Take it to the next level. Yeah. If you want like a star player, I might push back a little bit on that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want the Cowboys to give away a first round pick. That's go. yeah, and you're where I'm at, right? Where it's like I think it's going to take a star player for this team to actually make a dent, like to actually elevate this team to a point where they're like in Super Bowl contention. And I don't know that there's a trade out there that I want to do that's for a superstar player because at this point, like I kind of want to hold on to my first and second and frankly third round picks. Uh, unless there's something something that's going to blow me away or really, really move the needle, I don't want to do that. And frankly, I've already traded away most of my day three picks for like next year. So yeah, by the way, I have those. Uh, the Cowboys do not have a fifth, sixth, or seventh. Or sorry, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick going into next year's draft. Now they do have every pick in the 2025 and 26 draft. So if you wanted to steal from those picks, you could do that. But yeah, you're right. They just, they don't have a lot of draft capital to move right now. Yeah. So I, I just think that the you know. Again, all of that is kind of factored into why this game was so disappointing. The Cowboys went into that game fully healthy, lost the way they did. So it's hard for me to say, sit here and say, like, you know, adding a player with with whatever I'm going to be able to get with a 2025 fifth round pick is, you know, may not move the needle. I should mention the Cowboys are expected to get some compensatory picks back, and that'll help fill in some of the gaps with Dalton Schultz and the Connor McGovern. But I'm not opposed to trading away a first-round pick if it's a player that has multiple years left on his rookie deal. What I don't think they can afford to do is to trade away a first-round pick and then turn right around and pay that player because they have so many big contracts coming up with CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons. They just paid Trayvon Diggs. They just paid Zach Martin and Terrence Steele. Like I know people are talking about the Patrick Sertan one, but you can't do Patrick Sertan because now you're going to be paying the highest paid corner in the league, like the third highest paid corner in the league, and then the highest paid defensive player in the league in Micah Parsons. That's why you can't do something like that. Yeah, and and, and, and any situation where you're trading a first-round pick for a very, very good vet is going to require I – mean, any one of those scenarios is going to require a new contract, likely. So yes. that's that's kind of a non-starter, too. And now what you're talking about doing is is trading for a borderline starter, you know, for a, a – day three pick two years from now so is it is it something that could happen sure uh absolutely is it something that is really going to move the needle that's that's the question really I, I just don't see i've also been looking like at the last couple drafts to just see like what guys could potentially be available and there's just nothing that stands out in the way that like the amari cooper trade stood out back in 2018 there's, there's just nothing that pops off the paper however there are some other players out there that I think could be interesting to the Cowboys that wouldn't cost you a first-round pick. I want to get into the, some of those players and some of the positions that the Cowboys may target next. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. You shouldn't have to stress 
about whether or not you're going to have access to medication in the case of an emergency. Everyone should be empowered to take care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That is why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure that you have the actual medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They'll, they'll handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, the delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our promo code Locked On at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. We'd like to let you know about the Locked On NFL kickoff live show. Every Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time Every or on every single Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanisha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Landon, let's talk about positions that the Cowboys could potentially target before we even get to names. Yeah. If there's a spot on this team that you think really needs to be upgraded to contend, where would you look at? Well, we haven't seen Rashawn Evans yet, but linebacker makes a ton of sense just because of Lane Vanderesh's injury. Play. Yeah, I mean, I, we should probably see. <laughs> I guess we have seen enough of Rashawn Evans play to know that we probably still want a uh, another guy. I mean, look, the, no slight to Rashawn Evans because, like, he's he's an available. He's linebacker coming in to fill a yeah. depth role in this team. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so I so I think that makes him. I mean, I think that was a position that you looked at before the Leighton Vander Esch injury, and still were kind of like, no, you could use some depth there potentially. Uh, so obviously, after the Leighton Vander Esch injury, the thing about Vander Esch versus like any of these other linebackers is that he was just a, the unique linebacker. I mean, he was the bigger middle linebacker type. Everyone else is kind of uh, you know the the two twenty five, two thirty ish guy, I, except for. Uh, you know Clark, who is probably the closest to the to the Leighton Vanderus type. He's probably two forty two ish, two forty five. Yeah. So he may slide into that middle linebacker role, and maybe you uh, you push one of these other kind of smaller guys in the Will's role. But you definitely could use another guy, a bigger body in the middle to kind of handle uh, uh, you know guys getting on the second level and trying to stop in the run game. Uh, that would definitely be helpful. Uh, I would say, you know, you, you could look at a potential another playmaker on offense if you feel like that could help you, if you feel like you just don't have enough there. Um, I, I think there's depth that, uh, you know, defensive defensive tackle that, could, that you could add if you needed to. Mm-hmm. But to me, linebacker, I don't think safety yet because I think no, you, you got, still have numbers. You, there. you got all those guys. Yeah, I, I think linebacker to me, if there's a if there was an interesting cornerback situation, I might look into that as well. I've got names uh, but, for you at corner as well. So, well, let's, let's hear them. Let's hear. Let's him. go through a couple of these. So, yeah, I think for the linebacker position, it probably really depends on what the front office thinks of this position long term. Like, do they believe Leighton Vander Esch is still going to be able to play next year? I mean, again, it's 
been told us it's a four to six week injury. I'm always just a little bit leery with these neck injuries. It's a neck injury. And he's you, had you, neck stuff too. That's, yeah. that's, that's well, scary. Look at your top three linebackers now. You've got Leighton Vandrush. Now he has a neck injury. Damone Clark had a serious neck injury that caused him to fall yeah. to the fourth, fifth round. And then you've got Overshawn that's missing this entire season with the torn ACL. Like you're just all three of your top linebackers are all incredibly banged up. So do you go with a one year stopgap option and then kind of reassess the position at the end of the year or sorry, in the off season? Because if that's the case, I'm looking at like Josie Jewell from the Broncos. The Broncos are one in five. He's a 28 year old linebacker on the last year of his deal. Doesn't cost a lot of money. You could probably flip. You know, maybe you do one of those. Hey, we'll we'll give you our fifth. You give us a, the six and Josie Jewell, and we'll take on the rest of his contract for this year. Like I think those that type of deal is possible. But if you're also looking like at a long term play here, I saw a report today from the Athletic that uh, Devin Lloyd from the Jacksonville Jaguars has mm. kind of fallen out of favor there. Chad Muma is playing over him. Uh, Khan, their big money linebackers playing over him. And Devin Lloyd, I think, was a healthy scratch last week against Buffalo. That is somebody that the Cowboys had either first-round grade grades. on or yeah. a high second-round grade on. Maybe you could get him for you know another day three pick. Uh, I think he's only 24, 25 years old. That's, that's more of the longer-term option if you want to do that. Yeah, I would be interested in something like that. Because I think, like, look, uh, I'm still in the – acquiring good young uh, talent uh, uh, mode like I, that's that that will never be out of fashion no matter what state of of franchise building that you're in right so trading a day three pick for a guy that you had a first round grade on uh, to give a little bit better opportunity to play and especially if you think he's a better look and I also think that Devin Lloyd might be a better fit for our defense than I think like, so. what he's doing in Jacksonville yeah. so um, yeah, he because he had some flexibility. I remember, you know, obviously very, very high grades coming out of yeah. out of college. So uh, that one makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I think it actually makes more sense than the rental situation, like you know, because uh, you know, I, I think it would be great to have J- Josie Jewell on the team for the for the remainder of the season. But I just think that is that for where you are in the team building situation, what you've done with your roster so far this season, not just in a, in a vacuum, but in this actual scenario that we're in, I, I just don't know that the Cowboys should be throwing another day three pick on a rental uh, at, at a point where I'm not sure that this team is worth going all in on, you know, like, so if you get Devin Lloyd, it helps your immediate, it helps you immediately at the very least with depth, maybe with a player who can actually play, uh, and, and it can also help you with down the road because here's the other thing too, right? Is like you talked about the linebacker crew being banged up, but that's not that's not just a uh, that's not a temporary situation. No. <laughs> like Overshone is going to come has got to deal with an ACL recovery. He's a you know a rookie that's dealing that with it. Impacted Jabril Cox very that's basically right. and, ruined his career. Yeah, so we don't. There's no guarantees that Overshone comes back and is like you know still the same player or ready to go or. Or even just like you know, ready to play the next, take his next step in the role that we that you had planned for him year two because he spent all the offseason recovering from his ACL. So having another linebacker in there and Devin Lloyd uh, just gives you a little bit more youth and depth and talent at a position that you know I think you go into the season with what you have and felt comfortable that if you needed to, you could bring in a veteran linebacker. Uh, I, I think that you know if you could get an opportunity to kind of 
potentially do something better than just like a veteran linebacker and help your long-term situation. Uh, uh, if, if Jacksonville would be into it, I, I would be into it. And then you mentioned corner. Um, now the Cowboys have their top two corners this year with Gilmore and Bland. Obviously they, they just signed Trayvon Diggs to a long-term deal. So I don't think you want to add anybody that has like a big money contract or anything. And that's just why like the, I know Cowboy fans love Patrick Sertan. So do I, but it just doesn't make sense. What makes more sense is targeting somebody who is on a rookie deal that could give you cheap production for a year or two, kind of as you figure out this room. The Bills, <laughs> the Bills traded up for Kyer Elam, one spot mm-hmm. ahead of the Cowboys in the 2022 draft. He's been a healthy scratch the last three weeks, even with Tredavious White being out for the year. It seems like they're pretty close to potentially cutting him. Or, I mean, again, you're talking about like a sixth or seventh round pick swap. Um, we've already seen them do that last year. This year with Carlos Basham, who they drafted in the second round. Would Elam be somebody that would in, you know interest you at all? Is he a slot-only player? No. He actually played mostly on the outside. He did play mostly on the yeah. outside. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I think depth is is good there. I mean, I don't really know how much better Elam would be if he would be better than Noah Igbenagi, you know? Like, yep. I mean, I think they're probably similar players. Well, I mean, they're not similar in, in style or anything, but, I mean, as far as talent level and, and production-wise, I feel like that they'd probably be pretty similar. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think... gambling it, on pedigree, right? Like, yeah, hey, exactly. Like, first-round SEC cornerback that just didn't work out in Buffalo. This happens. Like, let's just... Throw him against the wall and see if it works. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, same as, same as Noah Igbenogany, right? Exactly. It's a, it's the SEC corner, you throw against the wall, yep. see if it works. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that, that that makes some sense. Maybe you flop sixes in 2025 yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that, may, that would make some sense. I mean, I think they are getting – the re- only reason I say that they may not do it is because Nation Wright is, is supposed to start his 21-day window today. So they and they obviously like him a lot. So although I do be... wonder if like Nation's going to take more of CJ Goodwin's spot as kind of the special team guy. I mean, they may have him taking both spots, you know, because they just they need they need the depth. So uh, yeah, I, I like the idea. I just wonder if the the Cowboys with all the players that they already have at corner that they like that are developmental guys. I wonder if instead they wouldn't just lean into playing Nation right more or playing Eric Scott some some making him active for some of these players. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I want to talk about if the Cowboys truly wanted to go all in on this season, like Jerry Jones suggested, and maybe maybe Jerry Jones in the front office believes, hey, if it doesn't work out this season, now we start our rebuild. Let's give it everything we can to try to win this year. What would that trade potentially look like? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you will do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy sports. You can actually win up to 25 times your money this football season. They also have the reboot policy that will reboot your entry if one of your players gets hurt in the first half of a game but does not return for the second half. It's the only daily uh, fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. It's absolutely fantastic. 
Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match worth up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match worth up to $100. All right, Landon, let's, let's pretend that Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy and Stephen Jones and Will McClay all agree that this is the year we need to go for it. Like, it's just clear. If it doesn't happen this year, it's not happening. What does that look like? Does that look like you trade your first-round pick this year? What position do you potentially target? Because you're not trading a first-round pick for a linebacker. Like, we can be clear. Like, that's that's not happening. What does an all-in trade look like? Because we've seen the 49ers do it last year with McCaffrey. We saw the Rams do it two years ago with Vaughn Miller, rented Vaughn Miller for a half yeah. a season, and it worked out yeah. well. What does it look like? Well, I think it's it's first you start with shoring up spots that you know uh, you, you may have lost somebody or or you uh, you know that you need strength and, and 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 shoring it up in a big way. So like you know trading for a plus starter at, at like you know cornerback like that's a rental. Like I, I mean, if we're talking about going all in, we're kind of skewing truly going all in. We're trying to skewing you know kind of long term planning at this point. Yeah. We're looking at you know. Uh, uh, you know, a You're basically throwing all the future goals out the window. Like, hey, this is our time. Yeah. So you, you go out and you see, like, you know, what some of these teams that are kind of, you know, flailing a little bit would want for like their starting corner or something like that, or or a, you know, linebacker. It's like not so much. I mean, just because it's not that kind of position, right? But like, you know, if there was a, uh, like I said, a, a, a wide receiver who you felt like could move the needle, a, a cornerback who could come in and be a, a a plus improvement on the outside that maybe could kick Deron Bland inside, and then you have a, a really good trio again. Um, you, you 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 know those are the kind of things that I think you know immediately kind of move the needle. A, a, a playmaking tight end, uh, uh, you know, like I think those are kind of the things you would need to kind of take the talent level up above where it needs to be. I mean. The issue here is again that the Cowboys need to raise their floor. <laughs> like that's that's more the the problem right now is that they, they need to kind of play with a level of consistency. So if if you're talking about actually trying to raise the ceiling, this is already a very talented team. Um so it's it's tough to kind of go out there and find big money, you know, needle moving players that you could trade to get on this team. However, if you're going to, you're going to need to do it at the positions that kind of have the most impact, right? Cornerback, wide receiver, pass blocker, pass catcher, uh, uh, quarterback. But, I mean, obviously that's not what we're looking at here. I've got one, one name for you, and that's going to play right to your heartstrings. You're going to love this. Oh, um, the Carolina Panthers are absolutely devoid of draft picks <gasps> because – well, you're, we'll get there. Devoid of draft picks because of uh, – or void of draft picks because of the Bryce Young trade. Like they're just – there's nothing there. Now, um, maybe you could entice them by giving them a receiver. Maybe they would want to take Brandon Cooks back in a pick just to try to help Bryce Young out a little bit. But if the Cowboys wanted to offer like a second-round pick plus something else to rent Derek Brown for a oh, year and a half. I was hoping you were going to say, sorry. I could see that. Sense. Now, I don't yeah. think you can give him a long-term deal because you just drafted Mozzie Smith. You're going to want to pay Oso Digizua, but a year and a half rental for somebody like Derek Brown, I could get behind because I do think that would help everybody else on this team. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think, again, Derek is kind of developed now at the point where you're starting to see more pocket push. You're starting to see the you've, – you've already seen the, the kind of run run defense that he provides. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the better nose tackles at this point. You know, it was a disappointment early in the season because, like, as we've seen, nose tackles, defensive tackles take a while to kind of develop. And, and now you've gotten Derek Brown developed in the NFL. So he's – at a spot where he's playing his best football right now and his best football is still probably ahead of him a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would consider it for sure. I, I think, uh, you know, it's not quite the, the, the needle move of, uh, of some of the other stuff that we had talked about, but, but it, it might it, be it, though. I mean, well, I, I think it, I think it improves the, like what we talked about, we talked about raising the floor. I think it raises the floor in a lot of the run defense. And if you can kind of fully, uh, lean into that kind of defense where you can actually, you know, slow down and stop these teams uh, on on the ground. I mean, I think that that can help move the needle quite a bit because now you play Osa and Derek Brown together, and it makes sense. Now you your backups are Mozzie and Jonathan Hankins. You just have a lot more size, and that probably does help you against San Francisco. Now you don't have to play so many defenders in the box. Um, Again, I I don't know what Carolina would want for him because he is still I mean he's an unbelievable player, uh, top ten defensive tackle by PFF, only twenty five years old, kind of a cornerstone player of that team. But at the same time, I could see them wanting to get some more help from Bryce Young down the road. But that's the type of move for me where you're giving up a lot to rent him. But I do think he makes Micah Parsons better, he makes Demarcus Lawrence better, and he certainly would help your linebackers out. Yeah, and and I do think that you maybe you do consider signing him to a deal. Like, I mean, if he plays, or you really, see how really him well. and Osa play out the next year and a half, and then go from there. Yeah, exactly. See if see if that can work that way. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting name for sure. Uh, I, can I throw out a name real quick? Sure, go ahead. Uh, I think Christian Fulton from the Ooh, the Tennessee Titans is an Come interesting on. name um, because I, I think he's a guy that like simply, you know, is a plus starter at the position. I think he can play outside for you. Uh, I think he, you know, will get, I mean, he's not quite like the, the, the size metrics that they usually like, but, but yeah, he's good player. I think they liked him coming out of LSU. Um, And, and I, and I also think that it's, it's one of those situations where, I mean, that's a true rental, right? That that's a, that's a good situation for Fulton who will get a lot of opportunity to kind of show his skill set on a team that's going to get a lot more attention than Tennessee would. Uh, and that'll make his opportunities, uh, you know, when he hits the free agent market, uh, a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, uh, bountiful. So I, I think that someone like that on a low market team that may be looking to move off some of these folks, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, and it could help both teams. Any interest in Jerry Judy? We knew we know the Cowboys kind of sniffed around a little bit last year. He's going to be one that you just don't keep. Like he's going to definitely be a rental because he's going to get more money and free agency than what you're willing to offer. Uh, but you might be able to get him for a day three pick if you want to just rent him for the rest of the season. Maybe what you do is you trade either Cooks or Gallup to uh, uh, Carolina for, for that, and then you refill the, the, the cupboard yeah. with Jerry Judy. It's funny. When you said Josie Jewell first, that's that Jerry Judy is who came into my brain immediately yeah. just because – the alliteration in the Broncos. Honestly, you should ever. We should just be looking up and down that Broncos roster to see if there's anybody else that could be made available because uh, it feels like it's fire sale going on over there. Yeah, they're in rough shape right now. But that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, on Monday's show, we'll preview the Cowboys Charger game, get you ready 
Uh, we've got the Lockdown NFL kickoff live show, 2 p.m. Eastern time on every single Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Check us out on YouTube as well. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you next time.